What's up everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Aimbot, the weekly podcast where I discuss video games and video game hardware, what I like, dislike and the general topics in the video game industry. I'm your host, Kaif Pape. Sometimes I'll be joined by guests, other times not. This week I'm solo and I'll be discussing the recent new console generation launch and just what has been delivered to us so far. Later, I give my recommendations on how to prepare for next gen, or is it current gen, and let you know the games I'm currently playing and why. You can get the show on youtube.com slash and podcast services around the globe. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, you should be listening to this on Monday, but this being the very first episode, it's probably out on a Tuesday. But let's get straight into it. Let's start out by discussing the elephant in the room, or not so much the elephant in the room when it comes down to next generation consoles, and that is the Xbox Series S. Not to be confused with the Xbox One S, or the Xbox One X shouldn't be confused with the Xbox Series X. I do not understand Microsoft's naming conventions. They're totally confusing, and I can only imagine how parents potentially buying new consoles for the kids they might wind up with um an xbox one s uh, which is terrible uh, but that's another story but let's just discuss the xbox series s and why i think it's a terrible idea why i think it will hold back it will potentially hold back development on games particularly for Microsoft exclusives. See, I just think that um, third-party developers will just not focus on it at all. They'll focus on the Series X or the PS5, and then they'll just cut back um, to accommodate the Series S. Now, why is the Series S so bad? Microsoft is marketing the Series S as being the same as the Series X, um, but just targeted for lower resolutions. So according to them, the Series S is good if you do not own a 4K TV. You're not planning on owning a 4K TV anytime soon. And your main focus is either 1080p gaming or 1440p. And of course, if you own a 1080p set, the 1440p would be downsampled and you stick, you'd still get a cleaner image than um, a native 1080p. Fine, but that is just not the case, right? The Xbox Series S is a 4 teraflop machine. And let me preface this by saying, I know that teraflops don't mean um, everything. Teraflops are not the end-all, be-all of... Um, metrics in terms of judging a console and we'll get into that a bit later when we discuss ps5 outperforming series x but it's still that having that vast of a difference between between um teraflops will translate in how games are made and how games are played so the series x everyone knows microsoft touts it as being the quote-unquote most powerful console ever made, coming in at 12 teraflops. And based on just raw spec sheet, it probably, 
you can probably argue that it is. But in comparison, they've also made one of the worst consoles in recent generation, um, in recent time with the Series S because that comes in at four teraflops. Mind you, the the PS4 Pro was 4.2 teraflops. So it's even weaker than a PS4 Pro and it's significantly weaker than the, in terms of raw teraflops, the Xbox One X, which was a six teraflop machine. And that is last gen. Or since everyone hasn't moved up just yet, that's still current gen. And these next gen consoles, there's no way a next gen console should be weaker than its last gen, um, like previous entries. So, yes, I do know the GPU is way better. The CPU is miles better. So, yes, that's why teraflops aren't everything. But um, when it comes on to just hitting, uh, like, raw display resolution to display whatever games you want, there are significant sacrifices that have to be made. So a case in point is something like Dirt 5, which um, it has like a 120 FPS mode. I, I'm not even going to get into that, but it has a 120 FPS mode on all consoles. So Series X, PS5, and Series S. However, for the Series S to actually achieve this, it drops down to a ridiculous, like, I mean, 640p at times, even if you are gaming on a 1080p set and you have the best post-processing like ever, that is still remarkably blurry. And people keep arguing that the 120 FPS is more important in like a driving game or a shooting game or a fighting game where you need quick response. But clear visibility is equally as important, if not better, because the jump from 60 to, to, to 120 is not as significant from like 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second, right? So I believe the game developers, like first and foremost, just need to drop this 120 FPS. It's good that the games can do it. And one example of it done really well was... Um, the latest Call of Duty Cold War on next-gen consoles is done really well on the Xbox One X and the PS5. But it's unnecessary, right? For starters, not many TVs can even display, currently display 120 FPS at 4K. So you need a HDMI 2.1 set to be able to accommodate that. And majority of persons, like less than 1% of persons can can do that, right? And it's the same thing with um, VRR, which is variable refresh rate. It is, it, there's literally 40 televisions in the entire world, 40 sets that are HDMI compatible, HDMI 2.1 compatible, that support uh, VRR and 120 at 4k right so i believe developers should just park 120 for now maybe in games that are not as gpu intensive like there's no gpu bottleneck or cpu bottleneck then fine go ahead for 120 maybe some in indie titles that's fine the option having the option is there 
but we still need to understand that these are consoles and we don't want console gaming to be too confusing as it is um as it can be um when gaming on pc so you know having a gaming having a performance mode and having uh uh resolution mode I think that's fine. So resolution mode or quality mode and performance mode is fine. 60 FPS, um, quality mode can even still be 60 FPS, but like um, with certain things turned up um, and like a native 4K as opposed to like um, something that varies. Anyway, getting back to the Series S. Why is it a bad idea? You have to play at like freaking 640p, um, to accommodate this 120 FPS, I'm just using Dirt 5 as an example. And you're getting this amazing input response, right? But you're, what you're seeing is like a muddy mess. How can you be playing a driving game where you need to see exactly what's going on and you're just seeing soupy puddles, um, there's popping like crazy, um, it's just because the console is just too weak to facilitate a true, also a true next gen experience, right? And these games that are coming out now, especially on the Microsoft platforms, they are all, every single one of these games are cross platform, right? Xbox does not have any next gen, uh, next gen exclusives that are like only available on these new consoles. So everything that you're getting now, you're able to get on the Xbox One X and you're having cases of Xbox One X, a last-gen console, having a better output resolution than the Series S. Like, how does that make any sense at all? Right? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And their justification for doing it is that um, person still game on 1080p sets and they don't need the highest resolution and yada 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 they're probably comparing it to something like um, the smartphone market where you have um, higher tier model phones and mid mid tier phones but the console market in my opinion should never ever be compared to something like smart smartphone market and why is that we get a new console every five to like seven years whereas you get a new phone every single year there's a new phone so your mid-tier phone right after three years is the same as the premium phone that launched like three years prior whereas when you buy this mid-tier um or this low tier new xbox you are stuck with it for like seven fucking years you're playing um and you're sure it's not sure, but it's pre- it's highly likely that you will have upgraded your set, right, within that seven-year span. And this is very important. If you are a gamer, you are buying a next-gen machine, right? Unless you're a child and it's your parents that are purchasing it for you, you are going to want to eventually upgrade. I don't see someone buying a next-gen console and sticking with a 1080p set for like a decade or close to a decade, right? <clears throat> so you'll buy this um, piece of crap and then 
even just three years down the line, I mean, you'll be disappointed from now if you're like a pixel counter. But three years down the line, you'll be like, why are my games playing like absolute trash? And everybody else is having fun. The same thing happened with the Xbox One S because it was just so weak. But it will be significantly worse because the gap between the lower, um, the lowest one is like four teraflops and the highest is like PS5, 10.2 and um, Series X, 12, right? So it's significant. It's like three times as weak. You're having cutbacks in other games where they're just not including ray tracing because ray tracing, depending on how it's implemented, it takes such a significant hit right on the game's performance so whether you're implementing ray tracing through ray traced shadows or ray traced reflections uh you are getting quite the hit to performance right so in my opinion it should have never been made i don't know why they did it um yes the cpu and the gpu are roughly the same the gpu has way less compute units so so the series the series x has it's about like 50 54 compute units and the series s has 20 right but not only that having less compute units isn't such a bad thing but the compute units on the series s are clocked low right so they're clocked at around 1.5 gigahertz as opposed to 1.825 and it has like six gigs less RAM. And not only that, probably the worst, the biggest offender of them all is the, the hard drive, right? So the hard drive that comes with a Series S is 500 gigs, right? However, you only have access to 300 plus gigs. Call of Duty Warzone alone is over 100 gigs. Um, there are many other games that get over 100 gigs. Some even get close to pushing 200 gigs. So at most, you will have <clears throat> four, four AAA titles installed at once. Again, that would not be such a bad thing if you had discs, but it is the discless console, sorry. So your only option of playing games is to download them. And you are limited to such a small, small storage space, right? Now, again, people are being severely misled by Microsoft, right? They're saying that, yeah, but they have these expandable drives. You can just plug them in. Fine. That work perfectly, which is true. But they're not talking about the price. The price for one of these drives, as it currently stands, is like $200, right? So... You're buying a console for 300 but then you are also going to buy the card for 200 which is $500 in total. Why the fuck would you ever buy that console? Why not just buy the Series X, which is $500, which comes much closer to one terabyte. So um, none of it makes any sense. And I'm glad this is being aired out on my very first um, podcast because I will come back to this episode one and I'll be like, yes, this is... Late 2020 CE, I told you, refer to this, it's a piece of shit, etc. <clears throat> um, I could go on for, for 
for much longer, but I'll just close off on this whole Series S rant by saying that the Series X is a very good machine, right? The Series X. But it runs the risk of being severely held back by the Series S when it comes on to first-party titles. So anything that Microsoft puts out, they will want it to run the best on all consoles. So they, their approach would be their approach would be to um, target the lowest end first, and then perhaps like adding higher resolution textures, um, tessellation, um, adapt- adaptive tessellation, stuff like that, and then uh, ray tracing stuff like that afterwards, right? But their main target will be their base machine, and then they work their way, way upwards. So stuff like Halo Infinite, which is probably the only the only Xbox exclusive that I know of currently um, coming down the line. I mean, we're already we're already seeing it being a complete development nightmare because they lost their lead again, I believe couple months ago so that again will be significantly held back so you're probably never going to see the full potential of that console the series x if first party developers for microsoft target the series s as a base and they've stated that they want to come continue to develop like cross-platform games and older games for about two years into the next gen period which I personally think is a bad idea. Um, my opinion, I think that next-gen should be next-gen and it's better to give persons a significant jump in terms of graphical quality um, and graphical fidelity and to have them experience that and be like, shit, this is actually next level. I'm going to buy a couple more of these or, or whatever. But show them that significant jump because nobody wants to be playing last gen titles for two more years um why even bother come out with next gen no if um if that is your opinion anyway so that's my rant on the series s which lasted way too long but let's just shift focus for a bit to the ps5 versus the series x like so new console wars new generation and we're seeing some somewhat surprising results of the the PS5 actually outperforming in pretty much every single uh, cross-platform game that has been released. So we're talking about um, things like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, you know, the latest uh, Devil May Cry remastered well not remaster updated version for the new consoles <clears throat> dirt 5 and many other games so channels like digital foundry have been going in depth into these like pixel counting and performance metrics and not only digital foundry but there's another channel that not many people know about that actually goes into way more detail than Digital Foundry. So if you like Digital Foundry right now, 
um, check out NX Gamer on YouTube. So that's NX Gamer is just as good, if not better, in many cases than um, Digital Foundry. However, it's just one guy, so and he's completely independent, unlike uh, Digital Foundry, which is like a part of your game. He's just one guy. However, he's extremely thorough, and he gives his perspective based on actually being a programmer in the industry. So again, stop this podcast at whatever time it is. If you're interested in this type of stuff, um, like how games actually work, programming, um, analysis like Digital Foundry, he has his own capture cards and um, frame rate analysis tools. Pause this video, um, this podcast at any point in time and go and search for NX Gamer and subscribe to him right now. That being said, he also analyzes and pretty much the results are on par with Digital Foundry. And it's the same thing, particularly in like the 120 FPS modes. Um, the PS5 is outperforming the Series X. Now, granted, the Series X does outperform um, PS5 in very small areas. So like in the quality mode, I believe, on the Devil May Cry. 60 frames per second mode so there are some parts where it actually performs better than the, the ps5 but overall even in that game the ps5 comes out the overall winner right now the series x is supposed to be a 12 teraflop beast is supposed to be the best um and most powerful console ever ever um put out there right ever developed but even though it has, um, you know, uh, a GPU with more compute units, <clears throat> like 54 as opposed to Sony's 36, the CUs on the PS5 are clocked significantly higher at 2.23 gigahertz than the um, Series X. So there is a very significant difference. There's a huge difference between the clock speeds of the Series X and the PS5, right? And the PS5 is also huge, right? And it's built for cooling and for airflow, right? So you should not be having as much like throttling. So you're getting a lot. It's very rare that you should be going below um, the target clock speed right um the series x is also cooled pretty pretty well both machines have been tested and they're silent they don't overheat provided you put them in the proper place not closed up in some box or anything like that so even though it has like two teraflops more or almost two teraflops more the series x um we're looking at significantly higher clock speeds, right? So that could could be one of the reasons that we're seeing these performance differentials. There's also talk in the industry of um, developers getting dev kits earlier for the PS5. So they're, at this point in time, more familiar with developing on the console. And there's word that it's also easier to develop on the PS5 as opposed to the Series X. Now, some persons have been saying, wait for patches, wait for patches. But ironically, just last week, um, Valhalla got a patch 
which improved the performance on the Series X, right? So it's much more in line with PS5 now. However, to achieve that, they literally just lowered like the lower bound of the um, the adaptive 4K, right? So it doesn't run at a native 4K in the 60 FPS mode on either console. So it fluctuates from like uh, 1800p or 1440p up to 4K. So what they did on Series X is just lower that lower bound from 1440p to sub 1440p. So currently Valhalla on next-gen consoles, it runs pretty much identical, right? However, the PS5 actually still wins because it looks better. So in cases where they both dip resolution, the Series X is dipping more, right? So you have a better, a more consistent image on PS5 and sharper textures overall. And that's with the latest patch. I'm sure there will be more patches because Series X still has this camera bug where there is camera jodo. Um, and that has nothing at all to do with frame rate. Um, I don't know. Only the, the developers would know. They probably don't even know. Else it would have been patched by now. But that's the only other quirk to that game. But overall, the PS5 is still outperforming. Now, I don't know if like um, the faster SSD, it shouldn't have anything to do with these games because they're they're not necessarily developed like with the SSD in mind in terms of like quick travel or using a part of it to like render um, far distant objects. So the SSD, in my opinion, isn't playing a factor in these performance differentials. It's probably just a higher clock speed and a combination of developers finding it easier to work on this new hardware, right? Now, that being said, I'm excited for both consoles. I just think um, Microsoft made some bad decisions and um, Microsoft overall has always had a lack of first-party titles. So that is, in my honest opinion, why I've always preferred like how Sony handles things, but... um. The Series X is still really promising. I'm looking forward. I really hope that they can actually fix Halo Infinite and that we can get something that looks truly next-gen and plays truly next-gen because I was a really big fan of Halo back in like the Halo 2 and Halo 3 days. Afterwards, it just started going all over the place and I couldn't re- really keep up with the consistency. Um... What else am I looking for? For PS5, I'm definitely looking forward to the new Ratchet & Clank game. I think that looks amazing. It looks CGI. It's the most next-gen looking game that I've seen advertised because it isn't out yet. But I think that so far in the race, um, in these console wars, PS5 is definitely leading. Barring performance aside, in terms of cross-platform games and cross-gen games, PS5 actually has exclusives, right? So the Demon Soul remake, that's entirely next-gen on PS5. There's Miles, which you can get on PS4, but um, it's significantly better on PS5, just those ray trace reflections alone and the 60 FPS mode. Like, whatever your preference, you get it there. We have, like, uh, the Little Big Planet just came, came out. 
Um, and they're all uh, indie titles like Bugs, Snacks and stuff like that that are really showing the diversity that PS5 has to offer. And it just shows that they were a bit better prepared than the Series X. Now, Series X, I know they had different plans. So Halo was supposed to be either a launch title or a round launch. Now, COVID-19 might have impacted developers in a various amount of ways, so we can't really comment on that. But based on what is here presented to us, Sony is definitely um, head and shoulders right now above Microsoft. Right? Now, another thing that I hear people bring up sometimes is that performance differentials shouldn't really mean much on on Series X because it supports right out the box, it supports VRR, and there's like, like what, 0.1% of persons in the entire world who have VRR sets. So, I mean, you should not be developing your game based on the fact that oh, it will be sorted out with VRR, right? That's silly. And persons who comment on that, I'm pretty sure they either don't have a VRR set or they just hear this fancy term being thrown around and say, oh, VRR will fix it. It's a bad habit to develop like that, and I'm hoping that's not how they're approaching development on the Microsoft consoles, right? Um, I'm, I'm also really excited for Horizon for Forbidden West, though I did hear that it's also coming out on PS4, which is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, my opinion, next-gen should be next-gen, no limiters or anything like that. But we'll see. It did look good, provided that stuff that was actually shown was gameplay, right? So let's move on quickly to preparing for next gen. How are we preparing for for next gen now? Um, like buying new TVs. What's the best deals on TVs? Black Friday was just last week, so I hope you went out and got like some new TVs. I personally got one, a nice 4K HDR. But let's just segue. 4K HDR, that's the perfect segue into what needs to be done to accommodate next-gen, right? You need a 4K TV with HDR. You don't need HDMI 2.1. Again, you'd have to buy a TV that's manufactured in 2020 because like 32 of the 40 TVs that that are HDMI 2.1 compatible have been manufactured this year, so anything prior to that, you could have bought a, a new TV last year and it would pr- pretty much be obsolete regarding um, HDMI 2.1. So I would not worry about HDMI 2.1 at all as long as your TV is 4K, HDR, and relatively large for the best viewing and, and audio experience in some of these TVs. I think that's fine. You can get, there's a, there are a bunch of steals out right now even though Black Friday has gone, we're still in the Christmas season. So definitely cop 4K HDR TV and that should be it. Buy whatever console you prefer, not the Series S. That's trash. Do not buy the Series S. Um, wait and save if you currently don't have a next-gen console, right? Um, and that's it for that. What am I playing now to take advantage of the new TV? I've just started 
replaying a lot of games that came out in HDR that supported HDR. So I'm back now playing. Um, well, I'm always playing Warzone. Um, so, and my game attack is Kaif Pape. It's the same as the YouTube channel name, right? So I'm always on Warzone that supports HDR. I'm going back to God of War. I never did finish it. It's one of the first games I've ever pre-ordered and I actually didn't finish it. Um, the game was really good, but I just didn't like the shift in focus from just it being a straight action game, something closer to like Devil May Cry originally to like this whole story-driven over-the-shoulder camera slower pace. You can't jump in the game, which is infuriating to me. Um, I believe you should be able to jump in video games, right? But anyway, I'm back playing that. The HDR is done so well in that game. I'm playing it more for just the visual splendor and admiring um, like the, the HDR implementation and the graphical fidelity. And it, it was a really good looking game and it still is. So that's another um, good game that I'm playing. I started back Path of Exile again. I mean, I'm going to have a discussion, a podcast entirely dedicated to Path of Exile in the coming weeks. Um, it's actually performing better than how it used to crap, crash like nonstop back, which is part of the reason why I had to stop playing it. Um, it's it's playing better. It's it's nothing in um, 4K or HDR and nothing like that, but it actually looks much better on um on a larger set than i actually imagined because it's not the prettiest game in the world it looks okay but there are actually no jaggies or anything like that when scaled up to 4k so that was a pleasant surprise so the only other thing that i'm probably interested in is miles and i'll pick that up uh, in the coming weeks um the reviews or i usually wait on reviews to come out and not just industry reviews but persons actually playing the game and for user reviews and i've heard that it's pretty good the graphics look amazing so i'm definitely planning on copying that in the upcoming weeks i'm also really looking forward to the season seven of warzone and what that brings like the whole cold war integration and that's it uh so thanks guys thanks for listening to me ramble um about next gen for over half an hour um next week um well i won't tell you guys the topic for next week just yet i mean we may have a guest on next week but um that's it enjoy the rest of your week keep playing games keep having fun do not buy a series s but enjoy whatever platform you're currently playing on um, even if you're into to mobile gaming, whatever brings you happiness. And to be honest, if uh, if a Series S is all you can afford right now, and um, like in the foreseeable future, never planning to upgrade to a 4K set, then do whatever um, makes you happy. And I mean that gen- genuinely, not like in a sarcastic manner. Um, so yeah playing games keep having fun and check back next week for episode two uh cheers